Thanks for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Sorry for the uh, long extended break. Um, I recently started going back to school, uh, trying to finish my degree, and then still working full time, and then also uh, doing the podcast each week. So I was a little overwhelmed there for a couple weeks, and then I also went to uh, the division series between the Dodgers and the Giants. I'm still not over it yet. Um, I will be brief, though, when I talk about it because I don't really want to get into it that much. But, yeah, I went down to San Francisco, went to the first game. Very exciting. You know, they hit three home runs, I think, or two home runs. The Giants did and won 4-0. Logan Webb looked great. Great series. And then it goes to game five, ends on a controversial check swing call um i think in that situation you have to fucking review the play it has to be reviewable like why the fuck was it not reviewable it shouldn't just go to an umpire to make that final decision in a crucial moment in such a heated uh playoff series between the dodgers and the giants you have to make that you can't make that call in that situation you have to let the players play you can't let the umpires or the refs get involved in the fucking game uh, that's all I will say about it. I'm not, I haven't watched any baseball. I know the Dodgers are blowing it in the, in the, uh, the NLCS Red Sox are hitting a bunch of grand slams. Um, and yeah, the Braves are great. Um, but yeah, that's what's happening so far. So, uh, no more baseball for me. So then I was, I was out of town that whole weekend and then came back and, you know, try to catch up on some things, but Man, a lot of stuff happened uh, while we were away. Uh, John Gruden resigned for the Oak, for the, not the Oakland. I keep saying the Oakland Raiders, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Kyrie Irving is n- not with the team right now with the Brooklyn Nets. There's some updates on uh, Ben Simmons. Um, Adam Schefter is also part of this email scandal with John Gruden, and I think he's getting a pass for some reason. Um, and we'll get into that. Um, some Bruce Allen stuff, um, and then I guess we can check in with the NFL. NBA season starts today, so there's some storylines to watch there. Um, but yeah, let's get started with uh, John Gruden and that situation. So you may have already heard about John Gruden and his emails uh, from his personal account, and it, this is all part of an investigation for uh, against the, the former GM of the Washington football team, Bruce Allen. Um, and Daniel Snyder was also involved with that as well. Apparently, this all stems from Dan Snyder seeing some company, I guess, in India or some blog kind of, you know, dragging him, you know, kind of uh, just talking bad about Dan Snyder. And he wanted to sue those people. Um, and so part of that investigation was that they have to go through emails, I guess. And, um, so some of the emails for Bruce Allen, there was a lot of emails that spanned over, like, I think eight to 10 years or something. Uh, this was when John Gruden was, uh, with, uh, ESPN Monday Night Football. And a lot of these emails, you know, this was from John Gruden's personal account, emailing, uh, Bruce Allen for uh, on his his Washington football team email um, and so you know they're reviewing over 660,000 emails and for some reason uh, they 
came across John Gruden's emails and uh, decided to leak those. It was like that, like that Friday before everything else came out. Um, and part of this investigation, you know, um, it showed that John Gruden was uh, anti-gay, anti-LGBTQ, and anti-women in the workplace. You know, didn't want uh, women refs. Um, he was like anti-player safety. Um, he said that Jeff Fisher was pressured by uh, Roger Goodell to draft Michael Sam and use the F word many times. Uh, let's see what else. He uh, Bruce Allen actually sent pictures of uh, current uh, or former, I'm not sure, uh, I guess they were current cheerleaders like when the, these were sent, um, uh, topless pictures of them. And they were exchanging a lot of stuff like that. Uh, a lot of uh, sexual emails, a lot of racist stuff. Um, yeah, it was like he managed to offend everyone. It was just anti everything and everyone, unless unless you're a, a white straight male. Um, so obviously, after all that came out, uh, he had to be fired. And you know, apparently, it comes out that he stepped down. But I think ownership fired him, and um, since he's been you know, associated with the Raiders for so long, even when he was in broadcasting, they said, hey, you know, you can resign, you know, make it look a little different. But, you know, because at first on Friday, the only thing that came out before all those other emails is that he called Demoris Smith. He said that he has big lips like Michelin tires or something, which, you know, is also uh, has some racial undertones there as well. But he kept saying that he's calling him a liar or whatever. And then he called, uh, he, he, said some slurs about uh, uh, Roger Goodell and, you know, the whole player safety movement. So that was the only thing that came out at first. And then in the press conference, they asked John Gruden about it, and he, he basically doubled down. It was like, you know, saying, hey, you know, um, I got, a, I got a, a team to coach or whatever, basically trying to move on from it and not quitting. And then all the other emails came out, you know. And so someone must have tipped him off, like, hey, this is what's going to come out. Um, it's not going to look good. And, you know, now his career is over because he stepped down. And now in this this, this day and age, like, there's no one's going to hire uh, John Gruden. You know, he did his thing on Monday Night Football. I think Tennessee wanted to recruit him. Uh, some college, uh, other universities and stuff wanted him to coach there. But uh, now his career is definitely done. You know, he there's no way that anyone else hires him. He's currently negotiating a buyout uh, with the Raiders. There's probably going to be a lawsuit with the NFL somehow. Um, but yeah, not not great. Uh, not a great look for the NFL for sure. Uh, but the NFL has some questions to answer. And specifically with, with the, the reports of this investigation, I think the NFL is protecting owners. They're protecting Dan Snyder because, you know, if you're looking through 660,000 emails... Bruce Allen isn't the only asshole. John Gruden isn't the only asshole. Um, I guarantee you, Dan Snyder is an asshole saying some stuff on his email. Jerry Jones, he he has to have some some racial emails in his past email. Like he has to. Like I would definitely guess that. Um, some other owners, some other high prominent um, NFL executives, officials. There's there's a long list of people uh, that can be. You know that can get caught in these in this email scandal, I guess if you want to call it, because 
you know, for John Gruden to feel so comfortable to email all that stuff to um, to Bruce Allen and to other people, like, you know, there, it has to be like that's like the culture in the NFL. That's how they all talk to each other. They all say racist stuff, you know, behind closed doors, sexual stuff. Um, they were anti, you know, uh, players, you know, speaking out against police brutality. Obviously, they were against that. Uh, but this all comes to light, and you know, they kind of takes you behind the scenes and you know lets you know how other other players and or not players but coaches and definitely owners feel about certain things in the nfl um i'm not surprised honestly you know you can you can do that you look through all their emails and you're gonna find a lot of stuff but the nfl says like oh this is all the reports that we found i think there was some other stuff about bruce allen you know to other people about um about Mexicans also, and, uh, you know, gays, and um, just all kinds of groups, um, you know, he just, just anti-everyone, but they concluded the, uh, the investigation, said that there was no, there was no other emails, you know, that, that should be reported on, and, you know, basically said, nope, that's it, we, we got uh, John Gruden canceled, so we're done here, but I think John Gruden is the fall guy, John Gruden is the guy to take the heat, you know, and and have everyone talk about John Gruden while there's bigger things happening and not being talked about, like, you know, owners being part of this. Um, you know, someone just had a problem with John Gruden or decided that, hey, John, you're going to be the fall guy. This is what's going to happen, you know. And Roger Goodell had ordered part of this investigation to, you know, into the Washington football team and to, because it's all part of the sexual harassment and toxic culture and all that stuff. So then Bruce Allen made his wife, the technical owner of the Washington football team. And then they changed the name. It's just, this is all in response to that. So that's how part of these emails uh, came out. And uh, Adam Schefter was also part of that. Adam Schefter, you know, long time, NFL insider with ESPN. Uh, there was an email that he sent to uh, Bruce Allen about. Um, he sent him a full story, a full unpublished story, and you know asked and called him Mr. Editor. Hey, is there anything that you know needs to be uh, changed or you know left out? Let me know. So if you're writing a story on something, if you have like a couple sources. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not a journalist, but you know, have having studied journalism, I would know that you know they say if you have sources and you're using, you're quoting them in a story, you you call them on the phone, say, hey, you know, this is what I have so far for like for what you provided for me. So I want to read this back to you and make sure that this is accurate and I quoted you correctly. So that nothing's misinterpreted and you don't say, oh, you know, they they made something out of nothing or whatever. So then you read it back to them based on the only part that they contributed to the story. You know, you're just fact checking at that point. You do not send an entirely unpublished article about the subject and say, hey, is there anything you want me to leave out or anything you want me to change? It's like what you're giving that person full authority to make edits so then that takes away from your credibility as a reporter 
And then he came out and gave this weak apology on ESPN uh, PR or whatever. They released something, and he just said sorry or whatever. No suspension or anything. I think he should get suspended for this because that just shows that you're, like, you're writing certain stories, like, based on, you know, to keep your your insider status and to keep your sources happy, but you're, like, you're giving them full control to change things. Like, like what a shitty reporter or insider, whatever the fuck Adam Schefter wants to call himself, but he's a dickhead. Like, he did that, that whole story during draft day. Remember that with Aaron Rodgers about, like, wanting a, a trade from Green Bay? It was during the draft, and... The, uh, the Green Bay was like on the clock or something, and then it just like blew up. And Green Bay, or not Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, like that that topic took over the entire draft night. And Aaron Rodgers was like, "Well, I I didn't I didn't like release that information, so I don't know where you guys got that from." But a source close to Aaron Rodgers had shared that with uh, with Adam Schefter, and Adam Schefter knew about it. And he didn't want to get beat to the story, so he released it. He like just ma- basically made up the story um, on draft day, and everyone was talking about it. And then, um, you know, he was on a couple podcasts. I think he was on Rich Eisen show or Dan Patrick, and they kind of asked him about it, like, you know, so what was the feeling you got? And he's like, you know, you know, I, the reason why I I released this because I you know I got a feeling that this is what Aaron Rodgers wanted to do. So he kept saying he got the feeling like he didn't he didn't actually confirm that there was there was a trade happening or not. It was it was a total fabricated story and he knows it and uh when people asked him about it like they knew that it was it was made up. You know, he made it up because he knew there was going to be a lot of coverage on it and he wanted to be the first one to talk about it uh on draft day. And so first he had that, and then now he has this. And, like, so now you just kind of question his entire career. Like, Adam Schefter, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, he thinks he can just – obviously he can get away with everything because he's been doing this, making stuff up and and asking uh, GMs and owners, like, if there's any changes that should be made to this article. Like, what the hell? Like, no integrity at all. Like, not even a journalist. He's just a guy who offers, you know, little – fun like antidotes and trade trade talks and you know oh i heard from so and so oh my multiple sources like that he just offers a little extra to like whatever topic they're talking about just adds a little extra like i don't know what he's even doing on monday night football like why do they even have him there so with those emails john gruden gets uh fired adam Schefter still has his job but I want to know. I want to know more about the emails. I think they should just release the emails. Someone, whoever's investigating, just take one for the team and release them. Just pull in Edward Snowden or whoever, whatever kind of whistleblower, and just you know, let us know. I want to know more because that stuff is definitely going on in in more more offices than not. Um, but it's a it's a sad situation though. I think for football and. Uh, a lot of sports fans and just uh, society in general, you know, because it and these things are going to keep coming up because people are going to keep getting caught. You know, things are going to come up, old messages. At first, it was like, OK, you know, it's it's an old message, it's an old email when it was just one of them it was like, you know, it was it was 10 or 12 years ago. You know, like maybe he's changed as a person. You know, people grow over time. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, but then all the other emails came out and like the the most recent one 
was I think from 2017 or 2018. And I was like, okay, like, come on. That's like, that's like yesterday basically now. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I just think, um, you have to be smarter than that. You can't have things in messages or emails, but you know, John Gruden, but that's probably why he, he'd use his personal email because it's like, well, you know, I'm just gonna use my personal account instead of my ESPN account. Cause you, you if you're going to say certain things, you want to use your personal one, but then he sends it to Bruce Allen, who's on his team email account. But if they're both on a personal account, they would have been fine. You know, but part of this investigation is, you know, looking at back at a bunch of old emails and, and paperwork and things like that. Um, I'm hoping some more comes out, but I don't think there will be. Uh, Kyrie Irving news, still didn't get vaccinated. And then uh, was this like a week ago, the Brooklyn Nets uh, decided that Kyrie Irving is not going to be part of the team unless he gets vaccinated because they don't want to have a have a team with you know one player missing for half the game so they're just like hey they basically suspended him until he got the the vaccine um yeah and he apparently doesn't plan on getting it either um kind of ownership and I think GM and uh Steve Nash they met with Harden and Kevin Durant to talk about the situation I think they got to trade him. They got to trade him to a city where there's no mandate and he could just play, do whatever. Because um, I don't think Kyrie Irving is going to get the vaccine. He's not going to get it. He's He says, this is what he says, that he's not anti-vax. He wants to be the voice uh, for the voiceless. For people who are getting fired because of these mandates. These people are getting fired from these mandates because they don't want to get the vaccine. And and as their employer, they, they can make the decision you know, to mandate something. And if you want to fall in line with that mandate and keep your job, then that's good. Get your shot. But if not, then you're not going to have a job. We're seeing a lot like Nick Rolovich, the head coach at uh, Washington State uh, University. He well, he just got fired yesterday because he kept he applied for a religious exemption and didn't get it. And you know they kept telling him over and over like, dude, you got to get your vaccine because this is a mandate by October 18th. If you don't get your shot, you're done. And that's happened with a lot of police officers, uh, teachers, coaches. Like, the rule has been in place. Like, people, the mandate is there. And just get it if you want to keep your job. Nick Rolovich, by the way, um, risked $3 million um, because he didn't want to get the vaccine. So, um, yeah, <laughs> he, he made a financial decision for sure. Uh, but Kyrie Irving, yeah, wants to be the voice for the voiceless at, in terms of people losing their jobs due to the mandates. What about the the 700,000 plus people who have lost their voice because they are no longer alive? What about that voiceless? Like this guy is just an idiot. Like why wouldn't you just be an advocate? Like hey guys, get your vaccine because 700,000 plus people in the United States have died from COVID-19. So that should make you want to get the vaccine, but he's just—he says it's not—it's not the right thing for him, and you know he wants to you know think about it more and do his own research. Like, what research are you doing that all these scientists and doctors are already doing and have been doing this entire time? What you, Kyrie Irving, and your four months at Duke University are going to do for research purposes? Like, I just—I don't understand that. Um, sure, he, he gives money and helps the community 
in certain ways, which is always appreciated and, and is not forgotten. But, you know, he's just so all over the place and is not worth it as a basketball player. Like, dude, you play basketball. You're not like this this high-level, worldly person who's out there making important decisions. You play basketball. Like, I appreciate when NBA players share their perspective and their opinions and about all this stuff, you know, but, you know, when you're not, when you're not making complete sense, like he doesn't make complete sense when he, when he's, you know, saying these certain things about the vaccine, like there's some guys who can, they speak from a, a, a better perspective. They're like, you know, I don't, I don't trust vaccines because, you know, they were, they used to test on black people and, you know, they got lots of families got disfigured and people died and, you know, they just, uh, they were just testing on like animals, like, you know, which makes sense for you to, to doubt, uh, the vaccine. But when people are just saying, Oh, it doesn't work and all this. And, you know, they're, they're just spreading misinformation. That's what's, that's what gets to me. Like that doesn't even make sense. Like, at least if you're going to have an opposition, you know, make it make sense, you know, make it make sense. Like what Draymond Green said about, uh, Andrew Wiggins made a lot of sense. And I felt like Kevin Durant agreed, and that's how he's handling the, the Kyrie Irving situation. Draymond Green said, this was when Andrew Wiggins didn't want to get the vaccine. Draymond Green said, I'm vaccinated, but who am I as a person or as a teammate of Andrew Wiggins to tell Andrew Wiggins what he should do with his body? I shouldn't tell him what to do with his body. He should come to that conclusion on his own that he needs to help the team and the world basically and get your vaccine so we don't have to worry about you. That's basically what he said, which is true. But uh, like they they shouldn't be reading or viewing like misinformation that's spread out there. They should we should be able to trust science and and come to the conclusion on our own. It shouldn't be that hard, you know. But yeah, Draymond's right. He shouldn't have to go up to Andrew and say, "Hey dude, get your vaccine." And Kevin Durant played it right too. He's like, "Hey, you know, that's my teammate." That's my brother, whatever, Kyrie Irving. Like, I'm going to support him, whatever he does. Obviously, we would like him on the team. But I can't, I'm not going to tell him what to do with his body. Like, basically, I'm not going to tell him what to do. But if he's not following the mandate, he's not going to be a part of the team, according to Steve Nash and, and the ownership group. But, like, but that's his choice. Just like that's the Brooklyn Nets choice, that's Kyrie Irving's choice. So that's fine. You want to live with your choices, live with your choices. But, you know, you know, uh, Kevin Durant is dying to go play with uh, Golden State and and Steph Curry because Steph Curry just wants to play. He's not out there fucking around, doing other stuff, not getting the vaccine, spreading misinformation, being the voice for the voiceless. Like Kyrie's a joke, man, just a joke. I I don't think he's gonna play. He says he's not gonna retire, but we'll see. Uh, on to one. Uh, on to the next one. Uh, ben Simmons. He finally showed up to practice was so disengaged, not even part of the huddle. Uh, Doc Rivers reportedly kicked him out of practice today. Uh, he had asked him to sub in for a defensive drill. Uh, ben Simmons declined. Doc asked again. Ben Simmons declined again. And then Doc Rivers said, well, I think you should just go home then. And Ben Simmons dropped his ball, walked away, left, and went home. And, um, yeah, so this is... This is at a breaking point. He's under contract, I believe, for four more years. Uh, Sixers got to trade him. You know, Joel Embiid, I'm loving this Joel Embiid, though. He's like, they asked him about it. The reporters is like, I don't care about that guy at all right now. He does what he wants. We're not here to babysit. 
you know, I'm going to be here for the, the guys that are on this team that we have. We have great chemistry. It's been good. But I don't care about that guy, you know. And I love that from Embiid, you know, because I, I want to see a lot more of that from him. I want to, I want to see him, you know, kind of take control of the team. They don't need Ben Simmons, man. You got to fucking just get rid of him. This guy does not want to play basketball. If he does, he doesn't want to, like, try and work to get better every day. Doesn't want to get a jump shot. Doesn't care. He just wants to live in L.A., live in Hollywood, be with the Kardashian, play basketball, get paid. He just wants to be rich and wants to be a celebrity. He doesn't want to take the, the necessary steps to get better. you know. But if I'm, uh, if I'm the Sixers, I would trade him to Cleveland. Cleveland because you're just you're in Cleveland like come on I don't want to go to Cleveland or maybe Minnesota Minnesota it gets really cold there they have a terrible terrible franchise they almost never make the playoffs like you just kind of forget about them you know um oh so Sixers suspended him for one game so he won't be traveling to New Orleans for the first game um, you could trade him to Detroit but Tro- Detroit's kind of on the up and up because you know Dwayne Case is a good coach and you know they um they have some uh, some quality players there, all young guys, but you know I think they're gonna be good uh, here in the next few years. Um, uh, but I think yeah, Minnesota or um or Cleveland, those seem like the the right destinations for for Ben Simmons. And yeah, just since he has so much time left on his contract, just trade him to where he's just he's gonna be so irrelevant. Like, no one's going to want to hang out with Ben Simmons. Like, the, no one's going to want to interview him. Like, he's just going to be there averaging 15 points per game and, like, eight rebounds and, you know, a few assists, and that's it. Just let him let him be an NBA player, just a run-in-the-mill NBA player. Um, and then, let's see what else. NBA season starting today. Uh, so maybe, like, later this week I'll do a over-under and kind of a season preview. I think it's the the Brooklyn Nets and um, who else? I think they're playing the Bucks right now, actually. Big Monday Night Football win yesterday for the uh, Tennessee Titans over the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills have been arguably the best team in the league this year. Um, only had that one loss against Pittsburgh early on. Uh, but, you know, it was fourth and inches, and they were down by three. Uh, they could have kicked a field goal. They were in the red zone, um, and they could have kicked the field goal and tied the game. Uh, ended up going for it on fourth down and got stopped. It looked like Josh Allen slipped, um, so the Titans won that game. Now they both uh, sit at 4-2, uh, and two, I believe. Um, and Derrick Henry, man, just he's just such a great uh, running back. I love looking back at his high school stats. He had like 2,500 yards. Uh, rushing each season in his years in high school but they couldn't stop him and it looks like uh, this Titans team uh, will go as far as Derrick Henry takes him Uh, you know Ryan Tannehill has he's been kind of up and down uh, this season so far Um, AJ Brown up and down as well he had food poison dealing with some injuries Uh, Julio Jones looks like he's a good fit there um, Tennessee, but he left the game also, and he was he already missed a couple games, so uh, the injuries are kind of stacking up there for Tennessee. But you know if they can ride Derrick Henry, and if their defense you know continues getting getting timely stops like that, you know they can 
you know, I picked them early as a, as a sleeper, and, you know, I'll stick with that. But, you know, they can make a run. Uh, Buffalo Bills, um, I still think they're the best team in the AFC right now. Uh, Kansas City has been struggling. Um, you know, they pulled away from Washington on Sunday. Uh, you know, they turned the ball over a lot and have no run game, especially with uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair uh, getting injured. Um, and then other than that in the AFC, you know, I guess you, you got to bring up uh, the Ravens. You know, the Ravens have had a good record. Um, you know, they destroyed the Chargers because I would have said the Chargers, but, you know, they lost bad against Baltimore 34-6. to uh, There's a lot of parity, you know, this season is, is what I'm saying, I guess, you know, because you have, um, even in the NFC, you had the Rams looking like they were going to pull away with it, and then, then the Cardinals beat them, you know, um, and the Cardinals are, are still undefeated, but... You know, do we really believe in the Cardinals? You know, they've been working out. AJ Green has has looked great. You know, they have um, they have some veteran guys that are that are still contributing at a high level. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, I was like, what happened to Larry Fitzgerald? You know, and I, I had to look it up. And he's not officially retired, but he said he doesn't. He just doesn't feel like playing football right now. Um, so technically, he's a free agent. Um, so I think he might be retired then if he doesn't feel like playing right now and he's not signed. Um, Guess we'll see how that works out. Uh, Sunday night game was the Steelers and the Seahawks. Steelers barely pulled away from that one in overtime, 23-20. That's with Russell Wilson out. He's been out. He's going to be out for a few weeks now, I think, because of his finger. Um, And, you know, they had Geno Smith. Geno Smith has looked serviceable, you know, not going to win you games with his arm, but, you know, he's not going to cost you games. Um, He did. He, you know, had some turnovers, but... um, you know, since he started, but he, he's looked good, you know, and, and he's looked a lot better than he did in the past. Uh, Cowboys off to a great start, won that game in overtime against the Patriots. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, yeah, Cardinals still undefeated, beat the Browns, beat them badly, 34-14. Browns dealing with a lot of injuries, um, and then the Raiders pulled away from the Broncos. This was the game directly after the John Gruden resignation, so it seems like you know, they're kind of playing for each other. Uh, they, you know, they have a belief in each other. Derek Carr, great leader. I think he's a perfect guy to lead them through this. Um, and he's also been playing really well, too. Um, and then, let's see, in the NFC South, you know, Buccaneers pulling away, obviously. Other than that, you know, everyone else is kind of middle of the road. I don't think the Saints are good at all. Uh, the Panthers, they started off great, 3-0. and You know, Sam Darnold leading the league in um, with rushing touchdowns as far as quarterbacks go, they've lost three straight, uh, three straight games. Um, and they also traded for uh, Stephon Gilmore from the Patriots. He won't be able to join him for a few weeks, but what a great trade for that Carolina defense. Um, but then Chris McCaffrey, he's, I think he's back on the IR. Um, and he's just, I don't know. He's just been getting injured a lot. Um, so is Saquon Barkley. The Giants are pretty beat up. Um, I don't, I don't know what's what's with the running back position. The only one who's been holding up well has been uh, Derrick Henry, but that's also because he's a beast. Um, let's see other teams around here. Uh, Dolphins, they're they're not a good team. They're one and five now. You know they were one game away from making the playoffs last season. Won ten games. I think we've all decided that two was not the guy, right? He just. He looks lost sometimes and doesn't give them that uh, that extra advantage, you know, like, oh, I have this guy as my quarterback. Like, we're definitely going to be in the game no matter what. 
you know, like you have Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, you know, you have certain guys like that. And, you know, it's hard to compare Tua to that. But early on, you can tell if you have someone like that, you know, um, and they don't have it, you know, um, you know, other young quarterback, you know, you see Joe Burrow, he's, he's looked good. You know, he, he's bounced back from his injury, kept them in games and, you know, so far they're four and two. So it's looking good so far. Um, let's see what else. Um, no, no new news on, um, on Deshaun Watson. Cam Newton got the vaccine and said that he's received, uh, contract offers from teams. The Seahawks have reportedly reached out to him. Uh, he says he still wants to play. You know, he's only 31, so I think he still can. Uh, Washington doesn't want him, though, which I find interesting considering all the time, you know, the him and, and Ron Rivera work together. Um, I think that's pretty telling. But that's all I got for you guys today. Thanks for joining me. Uh, sorry for the extended break. Um, hopefully I'll be back later this week. I'm thinking a, a Saturday podcast for a NBA preview and over-under uh, bets there. Um, so we'll get into that. Thanks for listening.